Hear, O nations, hear, O kings. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. He is the life that leads to life, the God of all flesh. Since we are his offspring, it is in him that we live and move and have our being. Come, let us bear witness to the potter at work with his clay, and let us give glory to our God who sits on the throne. His dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Glory be to our God who sits on the throne. Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God finished his work that he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from all his work that he had done in creation. God blessed the animals and he blessed mankind and he blessed the seventh day, the day he rested. Our God who neither slumbers nor sleeps rested on that day to teach us that we will also need to cease from our labor and rest. We will need to trust him to provide, trust him to sustain, trust him to restore, trust him to heal. Each day we work so hard to justify ourselves, to prove to everyone that we're valuable, we're worthy. Every fiber of our body says to push more, push harder, but God is saying to push less and to trust more. He has and will do all things. Each night as we sleep the sleep which God has grafted into our bodies, we should remember the greater rest that he provides, a rest that will never end, a rest that abides in Jesus. Blessed are those who have ceased from their labor and have rested in Jesus. As the scriptures say, they shall hunger no more, neither thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching heat, for the Lamb in the midst of the throne will be their shepherd, and He will guide them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Genesis chapter 2, verses 4 to 17. These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created, in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, when no bush of the field was yet in the land, and no small plant of the field had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the land, and there was no man to work the ground, and the mist was going up from the land and was watering the whole face of the ground. Then the Lord God formed a man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. 
and the man became a living creature. And the Lord God planted a garden in Eden, in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground the Lord God made to spring up every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was in the midst of the garden, and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river flowed out of Eden to water the garden, and there it divided and became four rivers. The name of the first is the Pishon. It is the one that flowed around the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold, and the gold of that land is gold. Bedellium and onyx stone are there. The name of the second river is the Gihon. It is the one that flowed around the whole land of Cush. And the name of the third river is a Tigris, which flows east of Assyria. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. On the sixth day, Adama became Adam. The dust became a living being. It was on this day that God blessed mankind not only with abundance, but with the gift of choice. He gave us the freedom to choose between life and death, blessings and curses, him and nothing. By placing the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life in the middle of the garden and right next to each other, God was teaching us that life and death can be accessed from any direction at any time, and to choose one would mean the rejection of the other. That's why the scriptures say, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life, that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying his voice, and holding fast to him, for he is your life and length of days. Genesis chapter 2, verses 18 to 25. Then the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Now out of the ground, the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all livestock and to the birds of the heavens and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper fit for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. And while he slept, took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed.
as the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are one, so is the man and woman, Ish and Isha, one. Marriage, an unbreakable bond formed by God. Even today, our conscience still testifies of this union's uniqueness and permanence. It wasn't created by Adam. It wasn't created by Eve. It was a gift given by God in order to make what was not good, good. From the storehouse of his goodness, God blessed our existence with companionship. For as it is written, two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their toil. But if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls, and has not another to lift him up. Something good, something perfect, but what is good, what is perfect, will always be tested. The marriage God established will be tested. Man's love for God will be tested. And the results of these tests will have consequences that reverberate throughout time. God has given man everything, power, every pleasant thing that the eye can see, dominion, bone of his bones, flesh of his flesh, companionship. As the story continues, we will see how man responds to our wonderful God's kindness. Praise be to your name, Lord. What is man that you are so mindful of him, and the son of man that you care for him? When we were alone, you blessed us with companionship. Two became one, and two became strong. Please, Lord, guard the marriages, the families, and the friendships that have been established throughout the earth. Guard them from unforgiveness, Lord. Guard them from the enemy's hands, Lord. Please help us walk each day on the paths of life, on the paths that are pleasing and acceptable in your sight. For in you we are strong, in you we are victorious, in you lies our future and our hope. Blessed are you forever and ever, Lord. Amen. Hello, my name is Rebecca and I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. When I was 18 years old, I came down with an autoimmune disease called pemphigus vulgaris. It was very rare. It started off with blisters in my mouth, nose, and throat, and spread across my head and then my entire body. It was very painful, as the blisters then popped and became open sores. The doctors didn't know what was going on or how to cure it, and it led to my body one day dying. I felt my soul come out of my body, and I know that it was a miracle that I'm still alive. 
The doctors didn't know how I was still alive, but I know the miracle was caused by Jesus Christ saving my life. Praise God.